4: Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here live at NFC Champion LA Rams training camp and uh, Sean McVay joins us here on Fox Sports Radio and and I, I kind of tried to set the uh, give people perspective right <laughs> two years ago we sat here yep. and you were the youngest head coach in the National Football League and trying to say what what it could look like now you basically one drive short one game short from having completed the task, but anyone's goal is starting in professional sports, let alone in the sure. national football league. What's this last two years been like for you?
5: It's been great. You know, I, I think really Doug it's, it's continued to reiterate that it's all about the people that are around you. And, you know, we got great players and great coaches and, and really, I think, you know, you're just learning every day. I mean, the perspective that you have now, two years later, I think you have a greater appreciation for how humbling this role can be. But I think also, Uh, you know just having a feel for the normal work week as far as the rhythm you know our third training camp I think there's a little bit more comfort in that but each year presents new challenges we got a new team and and uh, it's been a good couple days to start off
4: it is a new team and I want to get to that as well as your your third training camp but this offseason was filled with coaching hires, and many of them, it felt like almost all of them had some sort of connection to you. What's, I mean, like, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, you guys knew each other, but it's not like he worked for you. Well, what's that like? To sit outside of it and watch so many people connect the dots to you. I mean, in many ways, it's out of respect for what you and your staff have been able to do. But what was that like for you?
5: Yeah, I think that's you just said it, Doug. It's out of respect for what the Rams have done, and and fortunately, we've been able to have some success over the last couple of years. But it's definitely been a collaborative effort. Uh, couldn't be happier for for Matt and Zach, and then you know Cliff's been doing his thing on his own. You know, and we we just happen to know each other. But uh, Zach and Matt are both great coaches that I was fortunate enough to work with here. That we have both been interested instrumental pieces to what we've been able to accomplish but I'm excited for them and you know it's humbling and flattering but it is a result of the you know the the respect that they have for the Rams and some of the success we've been able to have
4: you've been doing this for a long time not just your own team but other people's teams but seeing as it is your shop year three how are you evolving? What are you doing differently than you've done or or tweaking than you've done in the past?
5: I think it always starts with your players first. So let's figure out, let's continue to identify and understand what our personnel does best, and then we fit our systems offensively and defensively to their skill sets. So add in some new pieces on defense that will enable us to do a little bit more and some things that are specifically geared towards, you know, putting Aaron in good spots, putting Clay Matthews and Weddle. You know, you still can build around Fowler and Michael Brockers. You got Corey Littleton inside, A lot of really good DBs uh, with, with our two corners and with John Johnson and, and Nikkel Roby and those guys. So so we feel really good about where we're at. We know we got a long way to go. And then offensively, it's making sure you study some of the things that teams were able to have success with against you. And uh, how can you evolve? How can you make sure that you have some answers? Because there's too many good coaches and players in this league, and um, every year presents new challenges, and, and that's what we're excited about. It
4: is fascinating because the first year you, you, you kind of took the league by storm with so much of your tempo. And then last year, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. You didn't have to speed things up. Sure. You, didn't, you didn't have to give your quarterback so much information before the head scent went off. So I think a lot of people around the league are trying to figure out, all right, what's he gonna do in year three? Year one was different from year two. Year three must be must be a continued evolution. You mentioned having Eric Weddle on the back end of things, yep. and here's a guy who was close to walking away. But what everyone says is, man, I mean, he he's a savant back there in his ability to get everybody lined up. Yes. On the other hand. Not a spring chicken. So how do you manage that? The fact that he's got to have the reps in knowing your defense and what you guys want to do. On the other hand, you want to manage his legs and manage his body because you need him for 17 weeks and then postseason, not for the preseason.
5: Yeah, that's the goal. Hopefully we get a chance to compete after that, Doug. But I think the biggest thing you know, that I've really learned, one of the things being an head coach is you know how the sports science plays into how we really want to train and practice. And you know, it's not exclusive to veteran players. You know, Eric's still moving around really well, and he's got uh, a lot of explosiveness and juice left in those legs, but I think whether it's Eric, Andrew Whitworth, or even some of our players, you know, the Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Todd Gurley's, we want to make sure they're as fresh as possible, so there's a big emphasis on the above-the-neck, the the walkthroughs where it's not as a physical tolling, but it is above-the-neck information that they can process and really, you know, the the post-snap things that occur, but so much of what occurs in this game is the pre-snap and then just the first few steps as far as our techniques, our fundamentals, our communication that's entailed, and those are the things that we place a premium on, and then when we do go, we go full speed, but in, in you know, a little bit fewer reps than typically what I had been accustomed to before I had been here.
4: What are reasonable expectations for us as fans to have of Todd Gurley? You're able, as he battled through some stuff late in the season, had CJ, and he was he was a godsend. But there, there's, some, there's some school of thought that you'll never get the Gurley that we had, you know, before the end of last year. What what what's what are reasonable expectations for Todd Gurley on a football field with you?
5: Yeah, our expectation is Todd to be, you know, the same player that he's been and continue to improve like he's done over the last couple of years. Um, you know, whether it's Todd or any player, we're always going to monitor that health. And, you know, this is a very physical game, but we're, he's feeling good. We're excited about it, and everything's really geared towards that Carolina game.
4: Okay, so uh, – you guys are only here a short period of time. We are. Then you go to Napa. Yeah. Then you go to Hawaii. Yeah. Which would sound great. A lot great of traveling. We, yeah, a lot of traveling. It'd it's, be good
5: if we weren't uh, actually working, but this is work, man. Yeah, we're, I, we're going up to Napa for a business trip.
4: Uh, You're also you go up to Napa, see, you know, you're going to see, see Gruden. That's right. You know, you're your first boss. Yeah. And um, I think that'll obviously, and then you go out and you see the Cowboys. Yep. And of course, you know, Zeke wants what Todd Gurley has, wants his contracts. Oh, yeah. so you may, may not see him. How, how, how does that change how you manage things in that? Uh, to the fan, or maybe to the ownership group, like they can go hang out in a couple great locations, sure. see three different football teams. Uh, but to you, this is there's a lot of travel, a lot of other stuff, and you you can't just grind and fix things and evaluate like you'd want.
5: Yeah, and you know the biggest thing is is. You know, specifically going up to Napa, Doug. You know, in a lot of ways, I think you can expect us to approach the preseason similar with the players that have played a lot of snaps that we know that are proven players in this league. Um, you know, unless we feel necessary, they're probably not going to participate in the preseason. So that's why there's a premium on some of these practices where we're going to get a chance to compete against the Raiders twice or the the Chargers twice while we're out here, right. and then the Raiders twice when we go up to Napa. And uh, if we feel like we've gotten the work necessary, then that can really almost serve as some of the preseason. Season work and a little bit more of a controlled setting. Uh, when we go out to Dallas, you know, that'll be a great chance in our second preseason game for some of our younger players to get a chance to play against, you know, a, a division winner, a playoff team, and, and a team we saw last year. So a lot of great opportunities, but you're right, man. It is a business trip, and uh, those are fun places to go in the
4: offseason, but we're in season mode now. You know how it works uh, in this league. Jared Goff goes from bust to incredible to some people – being a little bit out on what his ceiling is. There were a couple big boy drives he had in the game that win against yeah. the Saints that got you to the Super Bowl. No question. So he, he showed he has the um, lower intestinal fortitude to, to 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 do the job if you will. What what are you what what are you expecting the next step to be? What does he need to do to take that next step to be among the league's elites for this franchise to continue to count on him more and more?
5: Yeah, I think just continue to improve and do what he's done over the last couple of years the experience that he's gaining in terms of just the Rolodex of reps that he can accumulate from seeing different defensive structures and then how he can kind of pocket that in his memory bank and learn from it. I thought he did an outstanding job from year one to year two. And then I sense an even more confident uh, player that knows exactly what's going on. He's got a great ownership of what we're trying to do, Doug. And. Uh, in terms of just physically, you know, he's grown up. He looks stronger. Uh, he's twitchier up top. He's able to make all the throws. I mean, you see why he's the number one overall pick. But I think anybody that's really watching the film and knows what's going on in this league knows he's the real deal, and we feel really good about him being our
4: quarterback. Um, heavy is the head that wears the crown, I believe, is the Shakespearean quote, right? Now you guys are NFC champions, right? From, from having a lot of talent and then last year, you know, less, and the group, you guys went for it and got some guys on one-year deals, and it worked. Whether or not it worked in the Super Bowl or not, that doesn't – you got to the Super Bowl, you won the NFC. How much different do you think and difficult do you think the road will be because you won the NFC, because you actually got to the big game?
5: I think every year is and- – you know, I mean, everybody talks about a tough schedule. Every year is a tough schedule, in my opinion. There's 31 other teams that feel really good right now, Doug. And for us, it's just about producing in the present. And our players know that. You know, we have high expectations. We don't shy away from that. But the only way you even give yourself a chance to achieve those kind of goals are by winning one day at a time and then, you know, putting ourselves in a position to hopefully start 1-0 against the Panthers. And, you know, the the confidence, the swagger, our players know that's earned every single day. Uh, we feel really good about our players, knowing that you know it's it's a one day at a time mindset and mentality. But uh, there's a lot of belief and confidence. But but it's something that you've got to earn every day.
4: Well, you have earned the respect of the league and then of the fans that follow the league. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here. I
5: appreciate it. It's
4: it's a uh, yearly routine now. Yeah, it really really is. Sean McVay, the head coach, of the NFC champions, the
2: L.A. Rams. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
4: You go back to two years ago when we first came here. It was something special with the Rams, but they just couldn't figure it out. And Sean McVay obviously helped change all of that. He energized Jared Goff in year two, and then in year three they get to the Super Bowl, uh, third year of, of Jared Goff's career. And they also had the help of this guy who came over from the Buffalo Bills and has just been a dynamic, production wide receiver since he's he's joined the Rams. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams uh, training camp site. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Robert Woods is our guest. How are you? Appreciate
1: you for having me on here.
4: Uh, how's what's this camp like in comparison to camps of the past?
1: Uh, just grinding. I think um, you know initially uh, through the first year was just grasping the offense, understanding the team, understanding our coaching philosophy. Uh, I think now it's just uh, just a lot more advanced. We're already understanding our coach what he expects from us. So now we're able to come out here and compete at the highest speed, highest level. And uh, really, just be ourselves. Be relaxed. Be comfortable with our coach. Be comfortable with our teammates, and uh, know how to practice.
4: Okay, so you, you mentioned that's a great. When you first got here, you're trying to figure out, all right, what's this guy about? What are we running? What was your first impression of Sean McVay?
1: Well, I already, I already uh, before I got here, I, I, you know, phoned in trying to get some uh, some inside scoop on on Coach McVay. So who'd you call? I called Ike Hilliard uh, from the Redskins. Uh, He's a receiver coach. Um, with the Redskins, uh and for me with the year in Buffalo, a coach that I trusted and he was just telling me, you know, he's he you know, he's one of the biggest minds of, of the Redskins. He makes this offense go, make this team go. And um and I just you know, I, I trusted his word and, and, and trusted uh his ability, he came here and that's exactly what it was. He was a young coach, great memory, great just grasp of offense, of uh of plays, of scheme and um First OTAs, he came in with his playbook, his plan. We ended up running it um, exactly what he wanted and came back to training camp. And it was that offense with a whole lot more fitting to us, our players, our style of offense, our running back, our receivers, routes that, you know, that he saw us run. He took some routes out. He put some routes in. And uh, really just a, a coach who adapted his offense to his team and, um just it's just it's, it was just a perfect mesh it's it's
4: a it's a, it's, a very, it's very incredible insight because he came in and he had a plan this is what I want to do but he's like well hold on you, you can't you know you can't make somebody do something that they're not capable of which is how you know how you always want you, you want to coach the way you want to be coached right. right
1: you build your team and he's like you know this guy does this well um this is what you know what I want to you know get done in my offense so let's combine them both and let's make this thing
4: comfortable for you and comfortable for us to the layman we see it and i see it and i say what's interesting is he tries to make so many things look the same right right? there's always the wide receiver in motion for the jet sweep but like it looks the same and and yet obviously so many things are different um was that like anything else you had run? Was that more like something from college? Like, What what was that approach like for you who had been in the National Football League previous to getting here?
1: Uh, just, uh, I would say it's, 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 it's standard football, um, but just what he brings to it is just the just makes it way more advanced, and, and you, you're doing things with a purpose. You're not just running routes. I mean, we're running the same routes from the beginning of football, but right. just now we're opening up our own ones. We're creating our own windows uh, we're making the defense move to us and not you know react to the defense it's just uh we're you know we're putting the pressure we're applying the pressure in his offense um making everything looking like make the defense you know be disciplined with their eyes but other than that uh it's a whole lot for them to see
4: okay so from the moment that you first met him till now now it's two years later now everybody's telling him he's the greatest coach ever, right? If you know him, you can get a head coaching job in the NFL. <laughs> right Now he's engaged to get married, right? He's yes. getting contract extension. What's he like now to deal with as opposed to two years ago? Uh, just
1: super same guy, super laid back, same cool coach, uh, players coach. Come out here um, and 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 really work with his players, work with the receivers, hands on. Sometime he'll come out here and give us a, a look uh, from a cornerback perspective or he'll show us how he wants to route. So you want a coach who can you know, show you how it's done as well, which is the benefits of having a young coach. But just being the same coach, high energy, uh, knowing all his players, running these competitive practices, and um, really just just a great coach.
4: Robert Woods joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, your offense changed dramatically when Cooper went down with an injury. Um, but in many ways, it opens up opportunities for you Um, What what did what did you learn about yourself or about your ability to have a different role in this offense when when that occurred? Uh, Just I feel
1: like you know that's that's what I do. You know I feel like uh, I always you know take pride in myself as being a complete receiver, being able to play inside, play outside, uh, play X, play F, play Z, literally play every single position, Um, some running back uh, plays as well. But just just really knowing this offense, so when you know when Cooper Cup went down, you know, it's an unfortunate event. But uh just doing doing what I do, like all right now it's it's on display now. You know, we're we're Cooper's out. Um I think Brandon ended up getting injured uh with the concussion that game as well. Yep. But just um just in that situation, it's like all right, now it's on, on full display. Now I'm moving from F, I'm moving to Z, moving to X. Um, you know, we got a rookie receiver in there, I'm helping him out, coaching him up. Um, we got Josh Reynolds coming and making plays. Uh, but just, just being the leader. But and just... the
4: processing that you're able to do to not just know, okay, my role changes, but now I got a rookie. That yeah. has to change, right? And that's—it's one of the things that Sean values. Yeah. Is I not only have to have guys that athletically can produce, but have to intellectually produce as well, right. which I'm sure means—and and probably one of the reasons they gave you a raise, right? <laughs> is they realize <laughs> all these other things you can do outside of, hey, he can really catch the football.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at it as a—I mean, you have your—you have your starters out there. You have Cooper Cup, myself, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, three guys who are taken pretty much almost every single rep with Jared, with the ones, the The focus is on us, really. And then you get uh, two guys who are studying, may not get the reps, and really it's just holding them to the, to the same standard. We always compete here at practice, and we tell them, when I hold them to the same standard, no drop off, if, if anybody goes down, we have to be able to play at a high level and a high standard, and, uh, and we did that in the game, you know, and, and me being the leader, um, I have to make sure everybody in our group it's ready to play at that at that
4: level. Um, okay, so, but there is there is still kind of something left out there, right? Oh, of course. One, one game away. How much does that change your personal and your team's motivation considering how close you actually came to winning the last game, which everyone dreams of?
1: Just putting the, put all the work in, just last year itself, putting all the work in to get to that point, um, to get all the way to that game and get that close and kind of fall short is, uh, I mean – it. You put in the work, you know. It, it Can sucks. you have the? Yeah.
4: Here's my question, I guess. Can you have the perspective of, like, I sit here and I say, "Hey, they're the NFC champions." And now, most people would say, "Well, well, they lost in the Super Bowl." Like, yeah, but they they got to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. There's 30 other teams that wanted to get the Super Bowl, and it was a hell of a football game. Yeah. Um. I just do you. My thing. I think we're we're
1: better. That's that's what I'm saying. You were I'm, better I, than the, I, better I this year, or you were better, better than the, better the Patriots. Th- better this year. And um, of course, the better team end up winning the game. So I I don't, can't say that. But um,
4: the better team doesn't better. always win the game. Okay, well, the right. no, I mean you played enough. You played enough ball to know like the better team doesn't always. Like yeah, some, I mean, it comes down. to they,
1: they may want, football. You correct. win situations. Correct. Yes. Um, but I feel we we're, we're a better team, able to have that experience, get to that point, have that loss. I think makes us a better team. Just the hunger of just working of coming off a 4-12 a, a first-round loss to get to the uh, Super Bowl. just I feel like every process of every year makes this team hungrier uh, to just go out and get it. We're adding more players. We add Wetter. We add Clay Matthews. This team is a lot more hungrier to to just get back in, in itself will make us better.
4: Robert Woods joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a play in your mind from the Super Bowl that you see? You know, you get your mental DVR like, man, if I had just done this. Do you, do, you have, do you have that, or have you been able to mentally, emotionally move on?
1: I was able to uh, emotionally move on from the game. Um, I did I did watch the game a couple times, saw some plays like, ooh, like if, if I could have hit this gap or, you know, if I could have broke this tackle. Of course, you look at it and it's like, if I could have, if I could have. And that's why you go out there and train. You work out, you go and, and make these plays, you you train even harder, you do drills to be able to make those plays next time. And I feel like, you know, this year coming up, you know I don't really look at any of those plays as like, you know, I could have did this now, it's more so like I will do that. I will break this tackle. I will go out and snatch the ball or, or stay in bounds on the sideline and be able to tiptoe and keep running in or split the defenders and make a guy miss. It's really just all about getting better every time you turn on the film and every time you touch the field. All right,
4: last thing. We've talked with Goff a lot, and, you know, like look, some of these quarterbacks, they have these dynamic personalities where – and he's he he's so laid back. He's so chill that you almost feel like, what's that guy like in the huddle in New Orleans when you guys are trying to drive down the field and win the game? Like, what's that – what is the real Jared Goff like?
1: Yeah, real Jared Goff – I mean, he is super chill. He's super calm. Uh, but great, great teammate, super mature, super respectful. Um, but just when you're out there competing, you know, he's, you know, you know I need, especially in that loud atmosphere NFC Championship, he's uh, no talking, no talking about, you know, the previous play, no talking about assignments. I need your eyes on my mouth because it's loud and it, it's just demanding and everybody is, is silent we're, we're, he's running this offense and the whole game is, is under Jared's control. And it's like that on the sideline if he's bringing this up. You know, all eyes on Jared at halftime. Jared, Jared our leader. Jared controls his team, this offense, uh, and he's a true, true leader. He's, uh, I know you say he's calm, but on, on this field, he's he's our director and he's our coach on the field. You,
4: you mentioned Weddle. Uh, I've heard Weddle is like football genius back there. Yes. So when you guys are going 11 on 11, has have there has been there been a moment yet to where you're like, damn, he knows what we're doing? Uh, he's he's calling it out.
1: It's really he's just putting. His communication I would say is his biggest thing that he he's brought here so far and his leadership is uh he's getting the guys uh in 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 a great position to play pre-snap. Um he's getting guys uh pre aligned to where put them in the best position to where it'll will you know mess with our mind. I heard him today in the walkthrough telling Taylor uh to hold his disguise a little bit longer. Hold it longer, hold it longer. I noticed he was coming down and, and Weddle's coaching him up like little hold it longer. And you need somebody like that on your team who's getting his guys better. He's getting uh, Nikhil better. He's getting uh, Marcus Peters, getting the key better. Um, and really is making our defense better. The communication, the disguises are, are really challenging for us uh, in this training camp and what we need.
4: And it'll make you better for, for the regular season. Well, we know you right. got a lot of travel. you got practice coming up tonight. Thanks yes, so much for your time. Yes,
1: Thank you, Doug. All right, Robert
4: Woods, of course, rightfully got a big raise from the Rams, part of their dynamic wide receiving core, part of what led them to an NFC championship.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events...
6: terms and conditions apply.
4: Let's welcome in he's the general manager of the defending NFC champion he's Les Snead he joins us here live at Rams training camp in Irvine, California at UCI. Les, how are you? I'm good. I was just coming over.
8: We you know we because of Todd Gurley's knee situation, we re-signed Steven Jackson. In case we needed some. <laughs> Ultimately, that was just a joke on probably I got it. national. It's going to get headlines. Ultimately, we wanted to allow Stephen to sign and be a Ram for a day, so that he could retire and be a Ram forever, since he's the all-time leading rusher in our franchise history. And
4: there, and like it's it's interesting. It, like I think to the layman out there, they might go like, "Oh yeah, Stephen Jackson was awesome. Like Jerome Bettis was a Ram. Uh, he was amazing. Eric Dickerson was amazing when he was a Ram." I had the 2,000-yard season. Marshall Falk was a Ram. Like, you go back, like, Steven well, Jackson's was, your all-time lead rusher. That actually, I had no
8: idea. That surprises me. I had, I, I wanted, I mean, obviously with this, we, uh, artists, our PR person was showing me that list. And you go down that list and there's, there's definitely some legends, you, you know, on that list.
4: Uh, I have not seen Steve. Jackson. Is he around? Does he still look like he's wearing the Batman suit? Like no, that he. Dude, that dude was the most physically imposing. Back. It's I interesting.
8: He is probably a twenty-pound leaner, Steven. But I think the thing that is most noticeable is he now has a very, very short haircut. So he looks like an IBM executive instead of that, you know, Hulk that was coming out of the uh, the, the tunnel back in the day.
4: Uh, okay, Leslie, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. You brought up Todd Gurley. Um, let's go back to last year, this time when you didn't have to, he wasn't, he wasn't holding out. You gave him a contract extension a year before you had to, what was the, what was the logic in doing that? Cause it caught some in the league by surprise. Well, ultimately, uh,
8: you know, let's take where he's at now, right? Since he's been drafted, uh, he has more yards from scrimmage than any human in that time frame he's about six yards more than julio jones he's got more tds than anybody in that time frame so ultimately he's a pillar in our locker room locker rooms are made of humans and guess what you you hear it all the time wherever right it's the people that make a difference and and ultimately sometimes in sports right with the analytics and all of that it, it's almost like players or commodities ultimately they're people they're leaders in our locker room. That human being deserved to be uh, one of the more, you know, well-paid runners in the league, and, and that's what we did.
4: Okay, so Jerry Jones is sitting there sending you Christmas cards, right? Because now Ezekiel Elliott's sitting there going like, hey, I'm in the same spot as he was in. Why don't you re- re- reward me? Was there is there any thought into what it does to the dynamic of other star players in your own locker room, or the rest of the league, in that you gave him a deal a year before most oh, people.
8: Every time there is a deal done, uh, let's call it the market resets, yes. and and that's based on what guarantees, uh, average per year, uh, when you resign in terms of how many years he's been in, things like that. So each time a, a player is rewarded for uh, you know, let's call his earned success. It does reset the market, and we all have to react to that. But ultimately, what we like to do is somewhat proact to that instead of react, and try to definitely reward our pillars.
4: I'm wondering how what you know you're able to now sit back over the past couple months, and I know you're doing your job and getting your your 90 man ready. You know, getting ready to cut down. Of course, you had your draft picks as well, but. There's been various reactions to what you guys decided to do and how it played out. I would deem it as a neutral bystander as an incredible success story, right? But you guys went all in. You took guys on one-year contracts. You made some risky moves. You bring in an and Sue. And even though you didn't win the Super Bowl, you won the NFC. And to consider where you were the year before losing at home to the Falcons or two years before that when you had to make a coaching change, that's an incredible win. But from your perspective, how do you, as of right now, how would you feel like last year's moves, as risky as they were, played out? Well, I think ultimately
8: the 2018 season, when you're a conference champion, it was a successful season. The The good thing about those moves is the majority of those players that we acquired are still on the roster, uh, and really Ndamukong being the – more one-year player, but we traded for uh, Aqib Talib, and he is still here. We traded for Marcus Peters. He is still here. We ultimately traded for Dante. He's still here. We traded for Brandon Cooks. He's still here. So the plan last year wasn't just really a, a, a one-hit-type wonder-type year. Those guys were going to still be around. The key from last year is this. We know what we're capable of. It's no longer a vision. But when you sit in that seat, the best thing you can do, and what we've been doing since, let's call it that Super Bowl, is what are what are we not capable of, and how do we improve those things? It's easy to know what you are.
4: Okay, so so tell me, your self scout in what you were missing for that one game. Your self scout in the what weren't you that you need to be in order to win one more game. Well, we we have.
8: And it's not a joking matter, but we've kind of joked internally that I don't think any of us are smart enough to figure out what could we have done different to, to let's call it, take a three-three game deep into the fourth quarter and actually win that thing, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any moves you can do this year to go, okay, we'll win the, right. we'll win the last eight minutes of the Super Bowl next year. So I think from there's some big things, and I'll keep that inside of what we're trying to do. Uh, in terms of roster, in terms of offensive-defensive schemes, in terms of other processes in in sports science to go, you know what, let's make sure we continuously improve the Rams. Let's make sure the 19 Rams are better than the 18 Rams. Not necessarily looking at we got to win 14 games now instead of 13 or anything like that. It's just from a down-to-down basis, how can we be better in 19 than we were in 18?
4: Um, This is going to be a challenging preseason for you because you're only here for a couple weeks. Then you go to napa and you got a couple of scrimmages with the the raiders and then you go you got that trip to hawaii yes for, which is a, a short trip and like look you know how coaches get they're like wait we got it we started here and you had this two years ago right where you had where jeff fisher you guys had just moved oh, yeah. out here and you're moving and that that can that can rattle some some cages and make it more difficult to evaluate you're more you're about health and as as Sean told us, you know, he's always been a guy who's not as focused on the preseason for the younger play right. uh, for the older players. Is the younger players? What about the challenges of all of that movement in a short period of time before you ever play your first? And game?
8: And then we we got to go to London. What I do like, uh, big picture overall, what I love about Sean is he's all about. We always say in our building, right? The main things, the main thing, the main thing's improving rounds football uh, football. So ultimately, he's trying to. Once we get to here, it's all about how do we get better today than we – I mean, better, more better today than yesterday, right? But the nice thing about the, the rows of those thorns is the monotony of training camp can be cut down because, okay, we're here and we do a couple of scrimmage against the Chargers. Then we get to go to the Raiders, and we do a couple against them. And then, you know, Hawaii, you get to do that. So, the monotony is cut down, but there is still a thorn of maybe more travel.
4: All right, two guys I want to ask you about quickly, two older players. One's Eric Weddle, who I thought he might walk away from the game. He's like a football savant in terms of ability to get guys lined up. But there are always questions on a defensive back, a position of such incredible athleticism, can he still run? What was the thought process? Because he wasn't on the market long before you scooped him up. Take me through the thought process of Eric Weddle's available. Let's get him and make him kind of the centerpiece of the back end of our defense.
8: It is interesting. You probably started uh, in one of our travels last year where we we traveled across the country. We were going to have to do it anyway against the Ravens, and we were practicing against those guys. But Sean felt – Uh, I call it the central nervous system of Eric Whittle. He could feel his knack, his instincts, his preparation showing up in the angles and the geometry he took. Take 40 He's probably slower 40 now than he was when he came out, whatever that was, coming out of Utah. Ultimately, he might have got from point A to point B faster based on all of those. Uh, I call it I call it central nervous system working together. So that that kind of started uh, his resume for Sean probably started sparring against each other in some seven on sevens about a year ago today.
4: Yeah, no no doubt about. it. Of course, you got Clay as well, and then you got still got Andrew Whitworth in the offensive line. You got those old heads to get the young heads the young guys lined out. Uh, listen, Les, congrats on what was an amazing season last year. Thank you. Uh, best of luck and continued health to your entire club because that's the big thing with, with training camp. That's
8: the, that's the most luck we would need, right? If
4: If everybody's healthy, wrap those guys in bubble wrap. Thanks so much for letting us be out here.
8: Appreciate that.
6: Thanks for having
4: me. Les Snead, the general manager of the NFC champion, the L.A. Rams.
6: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. It's up, it's up. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it on. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed